to Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild. I'm your host, Amy Tollefstrud. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, digital nomad, online course creator, and founder of rebelnutrition.com, a brand and business aimed at helping rebellious entrepreneurs like you create six-figure online businesses. I'm so excited for today's episode all about cycle syncing with Emily. She is a health coach specializing in guiding women to balance their hormones and renew their lives through cycle syncing. You guys, this is groundbreaking. If you have never heard of cycle syncing before, it's basically a way of navigating your menstrual cycle and knowing, you know, what times of the month you're going to be more productive, more introverted, more well-spoken, things like that. And actually, you can use the tools that she's going to be giving us in today's episode to really optimize your business, planning, you know, things like launches, maybe interviews, times when you need to be, you know, sociable, (laughs) and times when it's okay to just give yourself some time to be inside and be a little bit more introspective. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear today's episode. It's definitely one that you are going to want to save and listen to and take notes on so that you can track, you know, where you're at in your cycle and really bring that into your business. I think this is just such a cool tip, trick, and hack to optimize our lives, especially as female business owners. Now, before we get into today's episode, I always have to tell you guys my current obsession and my obsession right now is to practice your trade without expectation. So what I mean by this is last week or maybe a couple weeks ago, I created a solo episode and I just didn't really feel like I was totally on my game. I just felt like my words and ideas were all over the place and it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. I'm like, you know what? I just, I'm not staying as consistent with this as I want. I know I have a lot of guests on and I'm interviewing them, but I want to be able to bust out solo podcasts that are really inspiring and thought-provoking and just amazing. And I want the ability to do that all the time. So the only way that I'm going to get to that level is to practice more because at this point, I'm only recording a solo episode maybe every other week. So what I've been doing is a couple times a week. At first, my goal was to do this every single day, but that got a little bit crazy. So a couple times a week, I'm carving out at least 10 to 15 minutes where I'm just going in and recording an episode with no expectation. I'm not even planning that I'm going to publish it. I'm not even planning that anyone's ever even going to hear it. I'm just going to my computer, hitting record, and seeing what comes out, improving the way that I speak, improving my idea creation and how I'm forming words and sentences and honestly just practicing. I want to get better at this and I want to be able to help more people. And so I share this with you as my obsession because whatever it is that you're trying to do in your business right now, maybe you just started a YouTube channel, maybe you write blog posts, maybe you create podcast episodes, maybe you're trying to work on your interviewing skills, whatever it is, just practice that thing more often, maybe a couple times a week if you can set aside a couple extra minutes or a little bit of extra time to practice whatever that thing is without expectation that anyone's ever going to hear it, anyone's ever going to listen to it. Just do it kind of for the fun of it because that's the thing you guys too is that I'm really trying to focus on lately and I hope this is helpful for you too is that not focusing so much on the destination but more focusing on the process and enjoying the process. And a lot of times if we're so focused on, you know, how many people are going to listen to this or who's going to see this or what if I look back on this in 10 years and I think it's crap. If we're so focused on that, we lose a lot of the magic that's happening here and now and really 
losing that ability to get better at whatever we're trying to to work on. So I hope that's helpful for you. I hope you guys love this episode. If you do, make sure to screenshot it and tag me at Rebel Nutrition so I can repost it. It helps us reach more people and let's get into the show. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have today's expert on to talk about all things hormonal health, women's health, cycle syncing. So Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you, Amy. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) I'll just do a little quick intro for you and then we'll get into the questions. So Emily is a certified health coach specializing in guiding women to balance their hormones and renew their lives through cycle syncing. She teaches women to step into their power by understanding their rhythmic flow and embracing feminine energy. Emily is an Aries, lives in New York, loves summer, and is a serious plant lover. I'm so excited to get into (laughs) today's topic because... I mean, obviously you feel the same way about this, but I am just, even in the more recent years, becoming more and more interested in hormonal health and Mm -hmm. the female menstrual cycle and feminine masculine energy. So can you tell us a little bit about like how you came to this work and like why you got interested in it? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, going way back, I, when I like first got my period and everything, it's like ironic because thinking back. I was scared and embarrassed and I didn't want to tell my friends when I got my period. It was just this totally foreign thing, you know? So just kind of like kept going on that, went on birth control as a lot of girls do. And when I decided to get off of the pill, which I decided to get off of it mainly because it started making me feel so shitty. I was getting eczema again. I was getting these terrible headaches. It was giving me nausea. So it was just my body. It felt like it was telling me like, all right, it's time to get off this pill. So I kind of followed that. It was like the first time in my life. I feel like I started tuning into my intuition. So I got off the pill and I asked my doctor, I go, okay, I'm getting off the pill. Um, What do I need to know? How long will it take for the pill to kind of clear out of my system? You know, what do I do here? And the only answer I got was, it'll clear out of your system in two weeks. That's it. You're good to go. I just remember thinking that just doesn't seem right. So I just hit Google basically and started looking for more information on the pill and hormone health. And I stumbled upon a few books. And once I started reading them, that was like the game changer for me. I was going into work and like telling all my friends, like, guys, did you know this about your hormones? Like, it was just like totally life changing for me because. It made so much sense. I think that was the biggest revelation for me. You know, we live our lives day to day. And as women, our hormones control so much of our, of like how we feel, you know, it's like our emotions, um, our energy. And in reading this and learning about it, it was like, oh, I get it now. Like the light bulb finally went off. And then from there, I went to become a certified health coach. And it kind of dawned on me after a year of just generally coaching people that I really wanted to hone in and uh, focus on hormones because ultimately it's what I'm so passionate about and it's how I live my life on a day-to-day basis, like living according to my menstrual cycle. And I've seen how cycle syncing can change people's lives. So it's just always been a passion of mine and I'm finally living it out. It's so cool to hear you say that you felt that like intuitive pull to get off of the birth control pill because that is exactly what happened to me too. (laughs) 
And it was like, I don't really know why I feel like this. It's not like I was wanting to get pregnant <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah, I was just right. like, I feel like something's wrong. Like I don't want to be taking these synthetic hormones again. So totally. I do want to, in just a second, really dive deep into cycle syncing. But for anybody who is maybe feeling like that right now, like they are maybe still on the pill or they just got off of it and they're wanting to balance and like get back to their body's natural rhythms. What are a few strategies to give somebody? Cause I know, like you said, the, the regular doctor was like, Oh yeah, it'll be out of your system in two. Like, <laughs> yes. what would you, <laughs> <Which is crazy. laughs> yeah. What would you advise somebody who was coming off of it? So the first thing I would say is focus on your liver. So eating liver loving foods, like uh, cruciferous foods and lemons and dandelion greens, focus a lot on those kinds of foods, basically detoxing, you know, cause your body's been processing and getting rid of those, the medication basically for however long you've been on it. And the pill cuts off the communication between the ovaries and the brain. So you just want to do what you can to reestablish that connection and kind of rid your body of the synthetic hormones. So love your liver and start implementing cycle syncing, which we'll talk about uh, before you get off the pill, because that's going to help your body significantly in getting back on track once you get off of the pill. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect segue into what is cycle syncing. <laughs> <laughs> so cycle syncing, the way I like to define it is it's living in tune with your menstrual cycle. So learning to honor your energy fluctuations, your nutritional needs and changing emotions throughout the four phases that make up the menstrual cycle. I love that. Okay. Because something that I have recently noticed is that not only my energy, but my emotions change significantly depending on which phase of the cycle that I'm in. So can you give a brief yes. overview of each of the four cycles and, and maybe right now just kind of talk about what's actually going on in the body. So not so much mm -hmm. on the emotional side, but like what's actually happening. Totally. So it starts with the menstrual phase, which is your periods. So that's day one is like the day your period starts. During that phase, estrogen and progesterone are at their lowest point. So what you're feeling during that time in your mind is that you're more apt to reflection and meditation and evaluation. It's very easy to become quiet and take a look at everything in your life and journal a lot and decide what's working and what's not. Um, during this phase, I really like to kind of take a step back from everything and take inventory and say, okay, this is what's working, this is what's not, and kind of create a new action plan. This works really well if like, you know, if you're like an entrepreneur or something. But even if you work a regular job, and you have a side hustle, it's really important to pay attention to how the mind changes throughout the uh, four phases too. So during this phase two, you want to keep movement really light, because you're going to have the lowest energy out of all four phases. Stretching yoga or light walking is best. And you're going to want to focus on eating very mineral rich foods and foods that are high in iron and vitamin C. And this is just because your body is doing so much work to have a period during this phase and you want to replenish as much as you possibly can. So focus on sea vegetables, uh, beets, mushrooms, broccoli, wild rice, berries, zuki beans, sea salt, things like that. The phase that follows that is going to be the follicular phase, which usually lasts about seven to nine days. And during this phase, you're going to start feeling your energy come back and you're also going to start feeling more creative. So in the menstrual phase, you're kind of 
laying low and you're planning. And during the follicular phase, you can start executing your new ideas. So you're feeling very creative. You are open to new ideas and invitations and events. So it's a really good time to say yes to things. You can start filling your calendar and being more social at this time. I characterize it as like new beginnings. You feel very revitalized and upbeat. And during this phase, you are going to have a little bit more energy. The energy is building as you move through. So light jogging, hiking, um, bar is great during this phase and more flow yoga. And because your energy is rising, you're going to want to support it with enzyme rich foods and probiotic rich foods. So foods that are going to help support the liver to help metabolize excess estrogen out. Uh, cruciferous vegetables, broccoli sprouts, sauerkraut, lots of citrus and oranges, things like that are going to be amazing during this phase. The next phase, which is often the favorite phase, <laughs> just because we feel our absolute best, and that's the ovulatory phase, which lasts usually around three to five days. So this phase is interesting. So you are going to naturally feel so magnetic during this phase, you're going to be able to communicate and collaborate so easily. It's just very easy for you to get your point across. You're kind of willing to kind of just put yourself up there and take up space and be bold because your estrogen is peaking and testosterone and progesterone are on the rise. Basically, mother nature is prepping you to attract a mate so you can reproduce, whether that's your intention or not. You're going to find that without even thinking about it, you're going to be putting more effort into your appearances, meaning like you're probably like putting on more makeup maybe, or you're like choosing your outfits more, which I've definitely found to be true. I just automatically am like, let me do my hair today or like, let me put on more makeup without even thinking about it. Um, you have the most energy of all the phases during ovulation. So you can do high intensity workouts, uh, like HIT or interval training. You can go running. I like to pile on my work during this phase because I can work, work, work without running out of energy and like still have time to, um, go do my workout, you know? So this is the phase to where you can like really pack your schedule full and not worry about overdoing it and like triggering a stress response. And then the last phase is the luteal phase. So this phase is the longest phase and it lasts about 10 to 14 days. So two weeks-ish. And during the first week, you're basically coming down off that ovulation high. You are still experiencing lots of energy. You're still feeling very social and upbeat and kind of ready to rock, you know? And then as you move towards the second week, like the week before you get your period, that's when your estrogen and progesterone levels are like at their highest. This is when PMS can kick in if your hormones aren't balanced. And you'll notice your energy starts waning a bit, especially as you get towards your period. And you're going to feel very inward and quiet. And you might feel a little bit resentful of like having things on your schedule because you're just, you're just more tired basically. And you want to be just with yourself, like basically watching Netflix and chill <laughs> on the couch sounds ideal in the second half of this phase. And you'll also notice in the luteal phase that 
you almost feel the urge to nest. Like, you know how pregnant women, they always say like right before the baby's born, they want to be like nesting and getting ready for the baby. So during the second half of the luteal phase, that tendency kind of kicks in. So it's a really good phase to complete tasks and basically check items off your to-do list. And you might feel the need to like deep clean your home. You're going to notice small details that you probably didn't notice during other phases that are kind of standing out to you. You're like, man, I really need to like, I want to clean that up. I want to fix that or finish this up. And you want to just be paying attention to your energy. So when you start feeling your energy waning, just pull back on your exercises, you know, just listen in because you don't want to overdo it. If you push yourself to work out, you're going to trigger a stress response, which throws your hormones out of whack. And you want to be eating foods that are high in B vitamins and magnesium. They're going to help support serotonin production, but they're also going to help you to stave off like sugar cravings that we get during this phase right before a period. They're going to help to minimize bloating and they're going to help minimize um, any cramping you might be getting right before you get your period as well. So those are the foods you want to eat. So sweet potatoes, parsnips, carrots, brown rice, chickpeas, and cauliflower, radishes, things like that are great during this phase. And then you get your period after that. Those are the four phases. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting. (laughs) I don't know if you were the same way. It kind of sounds like it from your story, but like I had no idea. I mean, I don't even think I knew the names of the four phases or what they even entailed whatsoever until maybe like three years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Same here. Yeah. It was mind blowing when I first read about it. I was like, my God, seriously? Like, how did I not know this until I was in like my (laughs) twenties? Yeah. Like, why is this not something that's taught? Like you said, when we're growing up around the time that you get your period, it's kind of like embarrassing. It's like, hush, hush. Don't tell anybody except your friends, but like, don't let the boys at (laughs) school know, you know, that's just so crazy. So I'm curious, like you are an online business owner. And for a lot of the women who are listening to this, they also have their own businesses, whether online or not. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you personally, like, do you plan your business schedule around your cycles? I try to as much as I can. You know, there's always a random event or thing that will pop up that, you know, you don't want to say no to. But for the most part, I really do try to tailor my work and how I schedule things based on where I am in my cycle. Just because I found that it helps productivity so much. And there's a lot less of that like sitting at my computer and like feeling like I'm forcing out work. And uh, you know, a lot of times if I feel that happening, it's like, all right, what phase am I in? Well, maybe I shouldn't be focusing on this right now. Maybe I'll work on something else. Yeah. I found it to really be a game changer, but it also gives me a little grace and understanding when certain parts of the business that I'm working on, if it doesn't come easy to me, instead of like beating myself up, like, and why aren't you getting, why can't you do this right now? Just understanding, okay, well, I'm in this phase, so I need to focus on other tasks and I can push this to another phase where this kind of thing will come easier, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. It's almost like as women, we have this built-in ability to find flow literally in our business. It's like, I talk about this all the time. 
and this is sort of a roadmap for it, but what I talk about all the time before I knew really about cycle syncing was just, there are times when you feel like getting a lot of work done. And Mm -hmm. when you actually work during those times, you're going to be so much more productive than if you try and force it out during the times when you feel like Netflixing and chilling, (laughs) because you're going to be forcing, forcing, forcing. And then if you're like me and you try and force something during that time, you'll come back to it, you know, a couple of days later, maybe when you're in your ovulatory phase and you'll be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I need to redo all this because it's not as oh, yeah. as if I would have just, you know, listened to what my body was telling me. So it's just so, so cool. So yeah. if you, I know that you are actually in the middle of an online course launch right now, but like mm-hmm. for somebody who let's say has an online course business, which phase would you say would be the best time to plan something big, like a launch or like a webinar or something like that? So for any sort of like a launching or a webinar, anything where you are basically confidence, you're putting yourself out there, communicating, definitely plan it for the follicular or ovulatory phase, which yes, I did plan the launch (laughs) when I was going to be in those phases because I knew it was going to take a lot of energy and me showing up on stories on Instagram and just being active. And I knew that if I was in, say, the luteal phase or the menstrual phase, like it's so hard for me to pop on stories when I'm in those phases because I just feel antisocial or not as confident. So yeah, I definitely, if you're planning on a big launch or doing a live masterclass, anything where you are communicating with people and putting yourself out there, definitely plan for the follicular phase or ovulatory phase. I mean, ovulatory phase is going to be the most ideal because you're just so magnetic during that time. So if you have that freedom to choose, that would be the phase to schedule that in. Yes. And this is also just so like (laughs) appearance related, but I notice, and anybody who's into skincare (laughs) will notice this, but when I'm ovulating, my skin looks so good. Yes. That's because your estrogen is peaking. It, It does affect your skin will change throughout the phases, like it'll dramatically change. I can tell like when I ovulate and then like, I can tell the day I move into luteal phase because suddenly I just, I'm just a little more oily and I'm just like, no. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, it's so sad. (laughs) Exactly. Like somebody needs to make a skincare product. That's like ovulation in a bottle. And you can just put that on your face because I swear I'm just like, I have this like dewy glow that I don't have any other time. It's amazing. Um, But that's actually something else interesting to just quickly add to sometimes I'll batch like um take a bunch of photos to use like in the future for Instagram during uh, same thing like ovulatory phase if you have that freedom to do that like take them during that phase because you feel more confident and your skin is glowing so that's like a perfect time to like batch your photos basically for social media or your website or anything that is such a good tip. I'm totally going to do that. <laughs> that um, leads me actually into my next question. So if somebody mm-hmm. is listening right now and they're like, how the fuck are you supposed to know which phase you're in? Can you, first of all, just for like the, let's say two different versions. So how do you know which phase you're in if you have a natural cycle? And then let's say that your hormones are all over the place. How are you supposed to find out which like, how are you supposed to start cycle syncing if you don't mm-hmm. even know where you're at? So if you have a regular cycle, so your period comes at about the same time every month, basically start on day one. So the first day your period comes is day one. And then you can kind of 
base it off of that. So knowing that the menstrual phase typically lasts about three to seven days. So the day your period ends, that's day one of your follicular phase. And that phase lasts about seven to nine days. And then when you come to the end of that, ovulation is about three to five days. You'll know you're ovulating because again, you're going to have high energy, but you'll also notice you're going to have more cervical fluid. So paying attention to that as well is going to let you know when you're in your ovulation phase. So three to five days, that phase is that long. And then luteal phase is about 10 to 14 days. So it's about two weeks before your period starts. So if you're kind of not quite sure you're in the middle of your cycle, wait till you get your period. And then you know for sure, okay, this is day one. And if you have like no clue where you are in your cycle, like a lot of women who are wanting to start cycles thinking, say they're on the pill, you know, or they haven't had a period in like months and they have no idea where to start. You can track your cycle with the moon. And I believe it's the full moon. No, I'm sorry, new moon. You can start. So when there's a new moon, you can act like that is uh, day one of your menstrual cycle. And then the full moon would be indicative of the ovulatory phase. Mm. So that's what it means when people say like they're in sync with the moon. It literally just means like when they're getting their period, full moon, they're ovulating. Yes. And a lot of the time, so it's interesting with the full moon, like new moon is like a new start. It's a fresh start. And that's what menstruation symbolizes. You know, it's, it's very cleansing. It's the start of your cycle and the full moon with ovulation. What they say is like the full moon, you know, how you stay awake when there's a full moon and you, it kind of like keeps you up. There's a, you have a lot of energy with the full moon. So they always say like the full moon keeping you awake, you're more likely to just like have sex basically and like have a baby because you're up anyway because the full moon light is keeping you up. <laughs> Obviously, if you're not trying to have a kid, like that won't happen. But yeah, the full moon symbolizes energy and there's lots of light and that's kind of synonymous with ovulation. So you can base it off the moon as well. But also paying attention to your energy levels can kind of tell you where you are in your cycle and your emotions, how you're feeling you know, how your skin is, there's a lot of ways to start pinpointing where you are in your cycle. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So I guess Mm -hmm. before we get into the tips for balancing your cycle, if let's say you have PMS or you have some sort of other hormonal issue, what are like the real benefits of having a regular cycle? Because I don't think that I was ever really aware of why that mattered. I've talked Mm -hmm. about this before, but I went many years without having a period at all. Mm -hmm. And so I never really knew like if I was ovulating or what was going on or, you know, what the benefits of having a 28 day or balanced cycle even were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great question, actually, because I see it a lot that women want to there was just like, I just want to like stop my period. I don't want to have a period ever again. Like just I'm not interested in it. And I'm always like, no, no, you want to have a period. Like, I get it. It can be an inconvenience, right? Like bleeding once a month, especially if you have like hormonal imbalances and you're dealing with, you know, cramps and uh, bloating, like breakouts, all sorts of stuff. But you really, really want to have a regular cycle. Uh, First and foremost, it's great to know when you're ovulating, especially if you're not on the pill, because that's just a great way to just knowing where you're at in terms of uh, pregnancy prevention is amazing you know, that's a good reason to have a regular cycle. 
Also, ovulating every month is going to improve your health later in life. Like every time you have ovulation, you are improving your health and you're saving off things like osteoporosis and heart disease later in life. So it's really important to have a regular ovulation. And you want to also just have a regular cycle because as a woman, like, it's there for a reason. And I'm kind of a purist, like with natural stuff and everything, but it is such a good indicator of your well being and your health. So when you get your period every month, it's a really great way to check in with yourself and kind of figure out what is working and what is not. So if you are have like a very symptomatic period, you know, it's a great time to go back and reflect and say, okay, what was working? Like, was I way too stressed this month? Was I eating regularly? Was I over exercising? You know, whereas like if you get a period and it's totally symptom free and everything looks good, you feel good, you know, I'm in a good state of health right now. So a regular period is just a really good way to check in on a, like a very deep cellular level and making sure that you are doing what you can to just take care of yourself and make sure your well being is in check. I love that. And I don't know if other people feel like this because I have heard, like you said, a lot of women who are wishing it away, wishing that it yeah. wasn't, you know, cause it's such a hassle. And I totally have empathy for that because if you have, you know, horrible heavy periods or PMS, like that must really take a toll on your life. But oh, just, yes, absolutely. just coming from the other side of the spectrum of not having it for so long. Now, every time I get it, I'm like, yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> and and it, it feels really good. It's like a reminder that my body is healthy. And it also, we're going to get into this a little bit later, but it makes me feel more feminine. Like I tend to mm-hmm. get really into my masculine minded self of like working and, you know, being mm-hmm. rigid and all of that kind of stuff. And for some reason that is just a reminder to me of like, it's okay to rest. You know, this is like something that happens every month and it's time to reflect. And I don't know if you feel the same yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Cause I tend to be the same way too. I tend to be more masculine and I don't even like think about it. And then if I get my period and sometimes like I've had those terrible, painful, crampy periods where like, I can't get out of bed before. And when I have a good period, I'm like, thankful. And it's a good reminder of how important it is to rest. You know what I mean? Mm Because without my period reminding me to do that, I'm not sure if I would because I'm just such a on the go kind of person, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm the exact same way. And also, I think you mentioned this before too. It does give me a little bit of grace because sometimes I am like a couple days before my period, I'll just be so in my feminine. And by that, I just mean emotionally very sensitive. And mm-hmm. uh, and I don't say that in like a negative way at all. It's just something oh, yeah. I have kind of shut off a little bit and I need yeah. to work on embracing a little bit more. But then my period comes and I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. <laughs> That's yes, why. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just a great way to like check in with your emotions and, you know, understand, you know, how like women are like, oh, I'm crazy. Like, I don't know why I'm being like this. And it's like, you know, you're not crazy at all. Your hormones are fluctuating. So your emotions are going to fluctuate. And it's kind of a beautiful thing because we get to experience so much and it teaches us so much about ourselves. And it really is like a superpower. You know what I mean? Like knowing during which phases are going to be, you know, you have more energy and tailoring that to like your work or how you're eating and everything or how you move, like even for exercise, 
Like, how great is it? I'd get so bored if I was doing the same workout every single day. But when you're doing it according to your cycle, you get to switch it up. So it kind of keeps things interesting overall. That's what I'm trying to say. It keeps things interesting and fun. And it's, it's just like cool to be a female and experience all that. I completely agree. I love it. I think it is truly what makes us like magical unicorns yeah, is that we yes. just get to experience, <laughs> experience these so many different emotions throughout the course of the month that mm-hmm. most men I don't think feel like, and it's not saying like yeah. one's better than the other. I'm just saying, I think, especially as somebody who really disconnected from my own emotions for a long time, I feel really grateful to be able to like experience that at this point. Okay, hold up. Did you guys know that I have a free training all about how to use Instagram to sell your one-on-one coaching courses or products online? Yes, I do. It's true. And it doesn't matter if you have an online course, if you're selling one-on-one client consultations, or you have a product like Beauty Counter, this Instagram training is going to be perfect for you. So what we're going to be covering is how to sell anything online, no matter how many followers you have, what you're selling, or how much your engagement has plummeted lately. You're also going to learn how to use Instagram to launch effectively, including my repeatable strategy for reaching six figures in one month with Instagram as my only form of social media. You're going to learn how to get your followers off of your Instagram page and onto your sales checkout page. And little hint, it has nothing to do with the swipe up feature. So if you have less than 10K followers, don't worry. And finally, you're going to learn why stories are actually more important than your feed and how to be more engaging, effective, likable, and confident while you're doing them. So to sign up for the free training, just head over to rebelnutrition.com slash Instagram class. Again, that is rebelnutrition.com slash Instagram class. And the link will also be in the show notes. I will see you guys there. Okay, so somebody who is let's say either having really imbalanced periods or they're not getting their period or they're having crazy PMS. I know these are a lot of like different symptoms that might Mm -hmm. require personalized protocols, but do you have any sort of tips that you would give to somebody to work on balancing their hormones? Basically, a lot of it comes down to lifestyle. So the biggest thing is going to be de-stressing. So really taking a look at your life and figuring out where your biggest stressors are. And, you know, that could be everything from your job to paying your bills to getting stuck in traffic. It's all sorts of things. So just paying attention as you go about your day and figuring out what's stressing you out and then finding a real plan that works specifically for you to introduce more mindfulness and you know, what's going to really de-stress you on a daily basis and just making sure you are basically participating in that each day. You got to include something each day to make sure stress is um, not taking over your life, essentially. That's one of the biggest things that throws hormones off. The next thing would be living more non-toxic. So greening your life, paying attention to what you're putting on your skin what you're using to clean your home, uh, are you using air fresheners? Are you, you know, are you using a lot of chemicals? What are you exposing yourself to? Because, you know, your skin absorbs, I think it's around uh, like 65% of what you put on it. So anything that's got chemicals in it has the potential to be an endocrine disruptor, which is going to throw your hormones off. So my biggest steps would be like eliminating plastic, you know, drinking out of glass bottles instead, 
buy makeup from a company that is more natural. They're not using um, chemicals. I like a beauty counter and I like uh, well people and mineral fusions. So those are like my favorite uh, makeup companies that are toxic free. Um, lotions are a big one. And even the water, like your shower head, you can get like pretty cheap filters on Amazon. But a lot of times water contains a lot of crap. <laughs> it's kind of scary, actually. Like, I know we always think about filtering our drinking water, when we don't think about our shower. But that's important too to um, eliminate as much toxins and chemicals from your life as well. And it also takes a burden off of your liver as well, if you're living more non toxic. My next tip is getting outside and immersing yourself in nature as much as you can. So we are so connected to nature, like as females. I mean, we were just talking about how our cycles connect to the moon so much. And nature is also extremely de-stressing and it's grounding. So I always suggest, you know, if you can get outside and like hike or do some forest walking, that's going to be hugely beneficial to your whole system. And the last thing is supplementation. You know, food is huge. And a lot of the stuff with food is eliminating the processed foods or sugars or dairy that's going to be like the big things but then making sure that you are supplementing with magnesium and fish oil a probiotic vitamin d and a multivitamin as well a lot of times we're so deficient in a lot of these nutrients and they are key in hormone production and when the body doesn't have them they can't make adequate amount of hormones so if one hormone is off basically it's going to throw off the whole system so those are my my big general tips for starting to balance out your hormones and just kind of getting everything back on the same page, like in homeostasis. Interesting. So I have a question about just going into like the food, um, because mm -hmm. I think everything that you said about like stress and getting outside is so, so good. And I think we can all implement that. But in terms of diet and not like dieting, but like what people mm -hmm. are eating, is there anything across the board? I think you mentioned dairy that like people should all avoid in your opinion, or do you think it really just depends on the individual? Generally speaking, I think that people can focus more on eliminating more sugar and processed foods. And by processed foods, I mean like things that come in a box or like pre-made foods, eating as close to like the earth as you possibly can, whole foods basically that's going to be the best option when it comes to balancing your hormones and focusing on healthy fats and proteins and complex carbs and lots of like dark leafy greens are going to be the best foods you can eat to nourish your hormones. Oh, and dairy too. I know I mentioned that before. Um, conventional dairy tends to have a lot of hormones in it and dairy itself can be highly inflammatory. So if you're experiencing a lot of inflammation in your body or you get a lot of cramping, a lot of times that can be fixed by removing dairy as well and skin stuff. I've had a lot of success with clients by them eliminating dairy and their skin gets a lot better. Mm. So yeah, definitely eating from the earth is the way to go as much as possible. Just like go to the store and like buy your ingredients, you know, and make your food at home as much as you possibly can. And it doesn't have to be complicated, you know? Like one of my favorite meals to make, and it's so good for your hormones, is like baking a sweet potato and 
sauteing some chickpeas in like an Indian simmer sauce and like stuffing the chickpeas in the potato on a bed of greens. Like super simple. It doesn't have to be complicated and it should not be stressful at all. Just very simple, simple whole foods are going to be the best for nourishing your hormones. Oh, I love sweet potatoes. I love eating them. I love cooking them and then (laughs) keeping them in the refrigerator and then eating them cold for breakfast. I don't know why that's like the weirdest thing ever, but it's so delicious. No. Oh my God. I've been (laughs) doing that for years, especially the, um, my favorite are the, uh, Japanese sweet potatoes. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Those are the ones. Yeah. They're even better than just the regular ones. I don't know. Something yeah. about the texture and how sweet they are. Mm-hmm. is just so good. So if you're listening, so good. you need to try it, <laughs> add some cinnamon to it or like some coconut butter or something in the morning. It's delicious. Delicious. That's like a really good breakfast when you're in your luteal phase too. Mm. Ooh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> so maybe if you can pinpoint a specific food to eat for each phase, but one question yeah. I had real quick that I was thinking, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on something like intermittent fasting for women? So this is just my personal opinion on intermittent fasting is that I think it's important to give your digestive system a break and you stop eating, say like after dinner and then you wake up in the morning. I don't advise women to wait till noon to eat their breakfast, you know, especially if you're waking up at like 637. And my reasoning is because if you go that long and your body's saying like it's hungry and you're feeling it it's going to affect your blood sugar. And when your blood sugar gets thrown off, that throws your hormones off. It's one of the, it's another really big factor in um, balancing your hormones is keeping your blood sugar balanced. So instead of, you know, waiting till noon to eat, I just like to say, don't eat till like midnight, you know, eat your dinner at like a normal time, like six, six thirty, And then you take an, like a natural pause when you're sleeping and you wake up around like, say, even like 7, 7.30 and you just eat breakfast around 8, in my opinion, that's a, a nice length of time and that's a nice break for your digestive system. If you're feeling like you're pushing yourself to not eat because you're like, I have to be intermittent fasting and you're waiting until like a specific time to eat instead of listening to what your body's telling you, then I think that's where the problem is and you just don't want to throw off your blood sugar. And that also kind of plays into like how often you're eating. So like you, same thing you want to be eating during the day, like your waking hours around like every four to five hours that keeps your blood sugar levels balanced and stable. Therefore nourishing your hormones and keeping everything else balanced. Well, that's really interesting. I'm glad that you shared that. And I, I'll just say like, I am not an expert in this area. I was just curious to what your thoughts were because what I've observed in myself at least, and I will like, if intermittent fasting works for you, if you're listening to this and it works for you, like good for you and keep doing it. I love that. Mm -hmm. But me personally, what I noticed is that actually anytime that I'm traveling, I seem to not be on as regimented of an eating schedule. Like I'll go longer without meals because I'm just, I'm not at home. So, you know, if I can't find like a restaurant or whatever, and that is when my periods aren't regular is when I am like not on a consistent eating schedule. And so I just, the the thought popped into my head of like how something like skipping breakfast, for example, would potentially affect your cycle. Yeah, totally. And that's, yeah, that's an interesting connection that you made too. Cause I find that when I am waiting way too long to eat, just probably because I'm like involved in something, I tend to do that. I'm involved in something. So like wait to eat or like 
skip a meal by accident kind of thing. And I can tell when I get my period, when I haven't really been paying attention to that and like eating regularly, it just throws off my blood sugar, you know, but I, you know, what you said too, it's on an individual basis. And I think for some people, intermittent fasting does work, but ultimately listen to your body. If your body's saying like, Hey, I'm hungry, or you feel your energy is dropping, like you you should eat, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I definitely don't think it's ever wise to ignore what your body is like screaming at you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Okay, so one, well, I have a couple more questions. This is just so interesting. I could literally (laughs) talk to you about this forever. Um, Okay, so you mentioned the sweet potato for the luteal phase, did you say? Yeah, yep, for the luteal phase. So can you like give an example of what a really nourishing meal would be for each of the other three phases? Yes, absolutely. So let's take the period because that's like the phase after the luteal phase. So the menstrual phase, one of my favorite meals to have in this phase is like veggie sushi because it has the brown rice, which is great. And you can add whatever vegetables you want or like avocado, whatever. And it's wrapped in the seaweed, which is so, so good for your menstrual phase. So like veggie sushi, um, miso soup, And I also just like making like these big bowls where I kind of include the vegetables from the phase. So the Buddha bowls I'll make when I'm on my period would have some wild rice, some sauteed kale, some nori, and some kidney or azuki beans. And then I'll put like chunky sea salt over it with some rice vinegar or something like that. Um, For the follicular phase, I like to do a lot of big salads. Because the foods during this phase are going to be, you want them to be like lighter. So I'll do like a big salad with some green lentils on top with some olives and sauerkraut, some broccoli sprouts. And then like snacky things during this phase. I love having like carrots and hummus are great or apples and nut butter, lots of citruses and like lemons in your water. That's usually like my go-to in the follicular phase. And ovulatory phase, it looks pretty similar to follicular phase. It's the same thing, like really foods that are very light and like liver cleansing. So sometimes I make like a red lentil stew during this phase. Sometimes I will have like a coconut yogurt with like lots of fresh berries and sunflower seeds and cinnamon on top. But yeah, big salads are also fantastic during this phase as well. Salmon also tend to do like baked salmon with like roasted asparagus during this phase for ovulation. Love it. So next question, do you have any sort of app or tracker that you use if people maybe are still getting Mm -hmm. into like the hang of trying to figure out which phase they're in? What kind of tracker would you recommend? Well, the app that I use is called MyFlow. And it's the app that goes along with the book Woman Code by Alyssa Vitti which is the book that basically introduced me to this whole idea of cycle syncing. Um, It was the first book that I read where I had that like aha moment. So I love that app because it will help you to track not only like when you're getting your period, but you can also go in and say like, okay, I'm in my follicular phase. And it'll tell you like, what are the foods to eat? It'll tell you like about your brain during this phase. It'll tell you about your energy focus. So that's definitely my recommendation is the uh, MyFlow app. Yes, I love that one too. And I love how you can actually sync your partner to it. As yes. Well. So they know like which phase you're in potentially. Yeah. 
<laughs> if let's say PMS is a problem, not that I would do anything <laughs> about that. You might want to sync your partner so that they know like what's going on, which I think is really interesting. I think empowering men around this too is really important. So thank you for sharing that. And then a couple more questions before I want you to just tell us about where we can follow you and about your programs and courses that you have. What is something that you are obsessed with lately? I always like to start the show with this, but I'm ending Ooh. it. <laughs> and it could be anything. Like it could be a podcast. It could be a food. It could be a person. Like it could be anything. Okay. This is going to sound kind of random, but right now I'm really obsessed with creating these like visuals for my Instagram <laughs> I come from a background of art and I originally went to school for photography and I'm just like really in the flow right now with like that artsy side of the business, like creating the little infograms and like playing with the fonts and like updating my website. I'm just like really loving it. I love like learning all about that and like kind of like the graphic design part. Oh my gosh, you are so good at that. I meant to tell you that actually, I think that was the reason why I asked you to come on the podcast because I started seeing the little infographics that you were making, which everybody who's listening to this, go check out her podcast or her podcast, her Instagram account, (laughs) which is at golden.wellness, right? Yes. Okay. So at golden.wellness, because I love what you're doing on there. I love having that graphic, like the visual and it's so informative and it's also really shareable, which I think just a little quick Instagram tip that I'll insert into here. I think something like that, that's informational and shareable and can really go viral is a really good way to reach more people in this day and age when it's very difficult now to grow on Instagram. So you're doing a really good job of that. I love also all of your visuals. I'm on your email list too. And I love the way. Oh, thank you. So I will just (laughs) shout you out for that. Okay. Thank you. Um, And then last but not least, tell us a little bit about your business and like what kind of offerings you have and in what ways you can work with people. Yeah. So I have a one-on-one program, which is three months long. So in that program, we really get to know each other. We dive deep into whatever hormonal imbalances you have. And we work together for three months to implement changes so that your cycle is more balanced and more regular. It's one of my more popular programs. And people tend to continue the work like after the three months because there's just, there's so much to learn and people usually gain so many benefits. So that is my favorite program. Cause I honestly, I feel like I become friends with all my clients. I just like love getting to know all the women I work with. And so that's my, uh, my favorite program. And then I also have a one hour cycle sync evaluation call. So that's a great option. If you don't necessarily want to commit to the three month program and you want to hop on a call and just get quick tips on how to start balancing your hormones and, um, making your cycle more regular. And then lastly, it's a program that I just launched actually, and it's called Creating Hormonal Harmony. And that program is like a group program where I take you through four weeks of lifestyle and nutritional shifts. And that program is just to help you kind of create the foundation for stabilizing your hormones and creating harmonious hormones within your body. That program, I'm going to be opening up another round sometime this spring, I think late spring. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so just head over to her website, which is goldenwellness.co. And I'm sure you'll have like some info on where people can sign up if they want. Yeah, there's going to be a wait list for um, the spring program. 
Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much again. This was so interesting and I think everybody's going to love it. So you guys, if you're listening and you learned something from this episode or you just love listening, you want to share it with your audience, please screenshot it and then tag both of us so we can repost your screenshot. Tag Emily at golden.wellness and me at Ravel Nutrition. Um, Thank you again so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. I love talking about hormones and it was great to talk to you too. (laughs) 